The difficulty of a marathon uh, is, of course, the distance. Well, no surprises there. Thus, when we say something is a marathon effort, obviously it's also going to take a fair amount of stamina. Kieran Beefy Blake is finding that out right about now. You may recall I had a chat to him earlier this year. He is setting out to become the world's first endurance spectator. Now, this is a feat that look, to be fair, may never have even been considered before, let alone attempted, but he is trying to do something which has definitely never been achieved, watching 365 sports live in 365 days. No, it's not about being a couch potato. He's getting out and about and watching all the sports in person. He has just been in Greenland. It's that nation's biggest event of the year, possibly even in its modern history. A very good evening to you, Beefy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, last week you were in Greenland. That's what we're going to concentrate on tonight because you continue to go all around the world. Tell me why you're in Greenland and what was the name of the place? Um, we're in Nuuk, which is the biggest um, biggest town in Greenland. Greenland, about 20,000 people, surprisingly. But it was there, the host for the 2016 Arctic Winter Games, which is more commonly known around the world as the Eskimo Olympics. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, when I'm thinking sports, I'm thinking seal hunting? Sledding, yeah. things well, like that. Not quite like that, but here's the twist. The sports that the Inuits and the Eskimos have developed are based on historical kind of references to life on the land and fishing and hunting and that type of thing. So they're, they're I'm not going to say direct, kind of um, directly evolve from those, <laughs> but they do mimic the skills you need to go out and hunt. So okay. What we saw earlier in the week, they do a competition called Stick Pull, where it's a kind of a side-by-side sport where you basically grab a stick, which is covered in grease, funnily enough, and the idea is to pull it out of your opponent's hands. Now, how that has been derived is the fact that the Eskimos and Inuits used to catch fish in the water by literally grabbing them around the body or the tail and whipping them out of the water. So, it's yeah, it's a direct, you know, kind of sport that's evolved from those skills and um, being able to live on the land. Wow. So, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a trip. If anyone's actually jumped on to uh, following you, on uh, Instagram or Twitter or things like that, they've been able to see some of the pictures. They are, well, to be fair, surreal, particularly, uh, well, all of them. Sorry, I was going to uh, pick out one or another, but I I can't because they are just astonishing. The stick pull, as you said, is pretty much what it says in the tin. The idea of two people standing there, they're they're facing opposite directions, they're standing effectively side by side. A, A horde of officials... Uh, hovering around. This is all indoors too. They carefully yep. place the greased stick in the hands of the competitors and then there's this silent, almost grimace on the face of the competitors as they try to pull the stick out of the other one's hand. Yeah. And they, it's best of three, right hand, left hand. And if it's one all, they will do a toss of the coin to see which which hand they will go in the decider. As you've been travelling around the world spectating 365 days of sports, uh, in 365 sports, where does this one rank? Where do some of these... Have you seen Stranger? Uh, 
I don't know if I talked to you before about Hexy Hood in the UK, where basically it's a 200-man scrum trying to get this hood into their favourite pub. That's pretty strange. <laughs> um, but Stick Pool's definitely up there. Um, you know, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen some other bits and pieces the, uh, at the uh, Arctic Winter Games as well. There's, um, there's some very strange stuff happening. But, you know, like I said, they take it very, very seriously. We the first event we actually saw was the Neil Jump, which is I could tell you how that's derived as well. They basically stay start off in a kneeling position and they've got to kind of launch themselves forward, land on two feet and not move. It's kind of the old school standing long jump but from the knees and that's based on being stranded on thinning ice or cracking ice where they have to hop from ice kind of um like on ice islands or bigger bits of ice to try and get themselves off into safer ground. So that's um, that's another one of the strange ones. So uh, yeah, they just they just keep coming basically. And uh, obviously, you know, in we're in Colorado right now, and um, you know the Frozen Dead Guy Festival, which is um, <laughs> it's more famous for his coffin races than than anything else. Yes, for anyone who hasn't come across Frozen Dead Guy. Uh, day and Frozen Dead Guy competitions, it is an eye-opener. I'd suggest you go and look it up on the internet because it's astonishing. It is literally what it's all about, the fact that uh, there was somebody who was kept cryogenically frozen. Uh, it was a it was a relative and, well, the story has just kept going and the local town has embraced it so much that they now have a celebration as part of it. So these sports, um, for you, you you talk about seeing 365 days of sports. There are some who would suggest that we're bending the uh, definition a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, we live by uh, this whole project. We do live by two rules. One, it has to be an organised competition. It can't just be a group of mates out in the park saying, oh, I want to try this, or you invent a new sport, you know, you're the world champion at something you've just invented. It's got to be organised. And there generally has to be a result. I mean, we take test cricket and, you know, a few other long, longer sport Tour de France type thing into account. But, I mean, you know, that's so, I mean, we, we are, these things are organized. And, you know, there is a trophy or a winner or, or something along those lines. So, we, you know, it's not as if these aren't, you know, defined sports or divine, defined contests or games. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, oh, these, these are really, these are games. And I said, well, what's the title of the Olympics? The title of the Olympics is the Olympic Games. So, I mean, th- there is a broad definition, but, um, uh, you know, along the way, you, there is, you know, there are people that take these things very, very seriously. And, oh, yes. you know, the, the, the Arctic Winter Games, there are people from Alaska. There are people from Alberta, um, the Yukon. There's people from Yamal in Russia. This is this is the Arctic Circle. This is what they, you know, they build towards, and they they teach these sports in schools, and they, they you know they take them, uh, you know, it's it's not something fly by night, or it's not something that's, you know, they've just come up with. I mean, these sports are developed over thousands of years, obviously, mm. but um, it's great to see the Arctic community get together every couple of years and do this thing because. Um, you know, the Greenlanders will tell you that um, this is the biggest event in Greenland's history, funnily enough. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a big thing. Wow. Kieran Beefy-Blake, our guest on ABC Local Radio Queensland. We caught up with him a couple of months ago. It's part of his quest to view 
be an extreme endurance spectator. 365 different sports in a 365-day period. Now, when we spoke to him about two months ago, he'd ticked off 81 of the things uh, that he wanted to see. When you're at a sporting event such as the Arctic Winter Games, what other spectators are there? Are there many people travelling from around the world to come and see them? Um, not necessarily. Well, spectators, I mean, with the Winter Arctic Games, it's, it, it was mainly families. Of, of the participants that um, there was a real uh, kind of focus on youth and they had age groups, you know, right from 11 upwards. So there was a lot of parents of families. Strangely enough, there's a lot of journalists from around the world um, and not necessarily sports journalists either. They're, they're mainly travel people and looking at different ways of seeing, having a reason to go to Greenland or having a reason to go to the Arctic Circle that, um, that you know, may not have, you may not have come across before. So, uh, I mean, people like to tie things in. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to see, uh, we weren't able to see the Northern Lights or anything. There was, there was, you know, it's been fairly overcast all week, unfortunately. And um, so, yeah, we didn't get to see that. But um, the, the scenery is amazing. I mean, we've, we've seen, if you look through our Instagram account, you should see that some of the scenery of the sports mm-hmm. we've seen has been phenomenal. Um, it, it's just been you know, an absolute sight to behold, and it's it's something I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. Some of the some of the places we've been to, and some of the um, scenes where sports have taken place, have just been absolutely breathtaking. It is incredible looking at the, the places that you've been to. I mean, as I mentioned, when we spoke to you well, pretty much two months ago, nearly, uh, you'd been to eighty-one sports. You have continued to travel right around the globe continuously. You must be shattered. I think this past week has been the first week where my body clock just really started to ask me what is going on. Um, I think the last few nights I've kind of been asleep at about nine o'clock and waking up at four, and it's just saying, "Yeah, it's um, yeah, we need to get this sorted out." But um, I mean, the one good thing is every day is different. Um, you meet so many different people involved with so many different things. They all have the same passion in life. Is to Push their uh, push their passion forward and and tell the world about what they're doing. So, you know, we're not in the same routine every day. I suppose if you followed, you know, 365 days of football, you'd meet the same people day in day out, and it would probably get boring, or you you, you would get kind of tired of the whole thing. But because we're meeting so many different people in so many different cultures, you know, it does it does keep you going, um, and you know. Every, well, every day is a new day, and you you do not know what it's going to bring. I mean, like I say, it's um, yeah, the different ways of life for people is 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 phenomenal, and um, hopefully that's the type of thing we can you know we are bringing to people to show you you know these these different sports, and you know sports is a an integral part of of culture, no matter where you are on the planet. And um, if we can just give people a little insight into that, then you know hopefully I'm helping. Oh, absolutely. It is an insight into an amazingly different part of the world. Part of this, of course, has not just been a physical case of turning up at the sports. Part of this has been planning, logistics, making sure that you connect on flights, making sure that the sports themselves happen when you want them to happen. How has that all gone? Um, well, we the, the Winter Arctic Games was, um, has been a case in point where sports have been subject to the weather. Um, 
schedules have been subject to people just changing them willy-nilly because um, I think it's kind of like, you know, uh, what we would know as Fiji time when things just happen when they happen. Um, and the the comment is, oh, just welcome to the Arctic. It, it, it's been a case of, you know, it, things have happened without us knowing and things have changed at the last minute that um, we, <laughs> we weren't, we weren't told about and things like that. But, I mean, you take that with a with a pinch of salt, mm. I suppose, and it's um, that's just part and parcel of what we do. And so far, we've hit nearly 90-odd flights in the, in the space of four months, and I think we've just hit 350,000 kilometres that we've tracked so far. Goodness so, um, me. It, it's been a push. Um, we've only missed... We've kind of we only missed one flight out of all that, and then American Airlines kindly rescheduled us to a better flight anyway. And we've had a couple of flight cancellations and delays, but you know, which has led us to miss a few things. I think um, unfortunately we missed the pancake races in um, in Buckinghamshire because uh, one of the airlines cancelled a flight on us, so we could, we didn't get back to the UK. And uh, yeah, I mean that's it's we. I'm planning on the fly and um, doing the best I can. It's, to kind it's of all part of sport. And... <laughs> yeah, tell so, tell uh, me a little bit about so your numbers. What are you up but... to? What are you up to? Sorry, Beefy, to interrupt there as we speak across time zones. My guest, Kieran Beefy yeah. Blake, he's attempting to view 365 sports in 365 days. Now, again, when we spoke to you last, you were a couple of sports behind the days, so to speak, in that you'd viewed fewer sports than there had been days. Have you managed to catch up with things like the Arctic Games where you get a kneel jump, a knuckle hop, a one-hand reach, yeah. a, a two-foot jump? Yeah, exactly. We um, Actually, the, the Wednesday of... Uh, of of that week, we actually, we knocked off six in a day. It was pretty tough driving or getting around to every sport, but um, yeah, we, we managed to knock six off, so it was good. But um, well, today, Sunday in, in Colorado, we're just about, so today's day 142, and we will we will knock off sports 140 and 141. So wow. we're, we're only one behind there, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's keeping up very well. One of the things, of course, we also spoke about was the fact that fundraising for this involves effectively crowdsourcing as well as a bit of sponsorship. Has that been carrying on as as well as it could? Uh, <laughs> it carries on. Um, nothing stops at the minute, and we just keep going. Um, look, I mean, it's, we're always desperate for for sponsors, and um, you know, there's been a bit of bit of trickle of support through to to help us out along the way, and. We're still calling on friends and family and people I haven't talked to for 15 years to put us up every now and again when, when we just may be in their town. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, I mean, we're, we're desperate. I mean, it goes without saying. It's, uh, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. And um, I've probably said to you before, there's a reason why it's never been done before, and I'm, I'm feeling that right now. It's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's arduous. It's... Um, the planning is is just phenomenally yeah. difficult, and it changes on a daily basis. So to keep up with that, and then obviously, I mean, you, you, we probably said before, for every sport we see, not only do we do the social media side of things, but we also put a show together for every sport we see. Um, we do fall a bit behind in that due to travel and stuff like that. But there is some kind of, uh, you know, there's there's a huge array of things that we put together for every sport we do. So we're not just sitting on their bums traveling the world going to sea sport it's it is a tough trip and logistically it's uh you 
it's not been the easiest thing oh, to kind of yeah. get our heads around, but I, uh, we, we're trying our best to get stuff out there. I reckon there are people listening, uh, perhaps, who initially thought, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun, but the more you think about it, the tougher it becomes in your mind. You mentioned the fact that it hasn't been done before. I don't know whether it'd be done again either, given the, uh, the difficulty of it. Very quickly, we need to ask a couple of things. That includes your favourite, if at all possible, to select thus far and the one you're still most looking forward to? Yeah. Um, favourite for me so far, uh, strange enough, we, we and I probably talked to you just after this, it's still kind of the handball in Denmark. We went to see Denmark versus Sweden in the mm. World Championship and two rivals going at it and a very, very parochial 15,000-strong Danish crowd absolutely hating on anything the Swedes did. Um, the atmosphere was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I just I managed to tick off something on my bucket list was the world darts at uh-huh. Alexandra Palace. That was a great night, and we had a ball that night. Um, still looking forward to... Geez, we're probably, what are we, day, we're sport 140, so we've still got 225 of these things to do, yeah? Huh. So, <laughs> thanks, phenomenal, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, off the top of my head, I, I really can't say. I mean, we are going to Rio uh, for the Olympics, so, I mean, that, that's got to be a highlight. It's got to be something there. Look, you're right, try to pick it out of still 200-odd uh nearly sports to view, including the days you're just trying to concentrate on where you are on any given day. Beefy, we're really grateful that you managed to find time for us. We wish you all the very best at Frozen Dead Guys Day at Nederland, Colorado in the United States. And, uh, of course, if anyone wants to stay in touch, jump onto uh, their Instagram account, uh, 365 Days of Sport, and you'll be able to see some very odd photos and videos at times, but uh, some fascinating ones as well. Beefy, thanks so much. No problem at all, any time. Like I said, I'm always happy to talk to you guys.